2: Welcome to Demi Goddess, a podcast hosted by me, Demi Burnett. I was recently diagnosed with autism and have been sober for eight months. Talk about a double whammy, but in a very good way. It's like I finally come home. I hope this podcast will help other people feel like they can come home too. On Demi Goddess, I break down stereotypes and give you my unfiltered hot takes on everything, whether it's celebrity drama, dating bullshit, Or whatever is currently petting my peeves. Plus, I chat with some amazing guests. Today, I'm talking to another autistic reality TV star, Niall Aslam. Niall was on season four of Love Island UK, and no, it was not a fun island holiday for him. Just wait. We get into it. Demi Goddess is available on all podcast platforms, or you can watch this full episode on our Eve YouTube channel. I look so good on it. So rate, review, and subscribe. Okay, it's time to start the show. I'm here with my producer, Clementine. Make sure you're holding on because there is a lot I have to tell you. Hi, Demi. Good to see you.
1: Shut your pie hole. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Hi, Clementine. It's so good to see you. Congratulations. Thank you. I just
1: got diagnosed with autism on Friday. Oh, my God. From the same neuropsychologist as Demi, and it's amazing. I feel... I feel so relieved. It feels like it's answering so many questions. It's a lot of information to take in.
2: Yeah, um, I saw it put this way and I couldn't agree more that a late autism diagnosis is traumatizing. Yes. Traumatizing. Um, Right now I'm at the state of uh, all I got was a lousy fucking label and nothing else has changed. I just was speaking with
1: my assistants and I was like,
2: I need a therapist for autism. Like, what are we doing, guys? Ah!" And they were like, okay, we'll call someone. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, thank you.
1: And I don't know if you found this, but Googling anything about autism, I have to include uh, like autism, comma, adult, or like just got diagnosed, comma, adult, or like comma, adult woman. Because whenever I put in to Google, like just got diagnosed with autism, because I went to images basically because I wanted to find some cool infographics to put Mm -hmm. on my Instagram story and ended up just asking Demi if I could use some of hers because when I Googled it, there was like all these photos, stock photos of like moms crying because they were like (laughs) so devastated that their kid was going to be fucked up forever with this like debilitating disorder. And yes, there are people with autism who struggle with different parts of the spectrum than I do. For example, they, you know, maybe they have mutism, or um, making eye contact is really hard, or just being around other people just sucks to them and they don't want to do they can't do it, or sensory issues like can't touch wool, let's say, et cetera. But even for those people, it's it's so dismissive and horrible to even the people who struggle the most with autism, who are the most reliant on external support. To sit to have these to have all the results on the internet be that it's like this devastating news is really cruel that, to that, that kid. Parents
2: are fucking crying over yeah, it. Yeah, it's cruel for the kid. Yeah. I'm like, and people will still tell me on my Instagram. They will say, like, um, being a parent and getting the getting the news that your child's autistic can be really hard. And but and I'm like, I suck it the fuck up. It's not hard on you. Like you have no idea what it's like. You know what? Actually, most of the time the parent ends up being autistic as well. Yeah, because it's genetic. It's like. Yeah. So it's like you could benefit from this, too. Like there's nothing bad about it. What's bad about it is the stigma and the stereotype that have made this world and made it so challenging to be autistic in this world. That is what is bad about it.
1: So what you said about looking at everything through an autistic lens about your life. I thought that doing this, like, where's the camera? Like, putting my nails under my other nails. You know, in my eva- in my I, evaluation, yeah. it says that I like to do it. Yeah, she mine too. It. It's and such it's, a woman's stem. And it's, it's, it's one it's, of the reasons I like having fake nails, because I can it's push. It's the best feeling. I can really do Literally, it.
2: I do it through the gloves. I yeah. do this constantly. Right now, I'm missing this middle finger nail, so I, it makes me mad I can't get it's it under like, the thumb good.
1: It doesn't even feel amazing. It's just a feeling no, that is nice. No, it's everything and I, like I it. need, though. Like, it's if like, I
2: couldn't do it, I don't know what would happen.
1: Yeah, it's, well, it's like when I'm skiing and I'm in my gloves, I'm like, oh, I, I wish I could. Oh, my God, I mean? that's
2: why I don't like holding things. Yeah. Because I can't, I can't do that. And I do this, I'm constantly doing. Oh, my gosh. I always say I hate having my hands occupied. It's because you I can't, can't do the thing.
1: When I was doing the, um, the evaluation with our neuropsychologist, she was like, let me see your hands while we're talking, basically. And so I put my elbows up on the desk and I was like doing this the whole time. And then I would like do it with the other hand and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, OK, that's a pretty normal stim for autistic women. It's and because was like, it's inoffensive. And I was like stimming. I was like, I've been stimming the whole time. Literally our that's whole I was lives. That's what We didn't even know and it. you I mean, like I thought. I do it, too, with my feet. What? I have flexed feet. My feet are flexed. I rub like one foot on top of the other foot like yes. all the time to comfort myself. Yes, it's it's because we're women and we have to do
2: it in subtle ways that are not disruptive.
1: Yeah. That's what I've discovered.
2: That's yeah. what I think it is. Subconsciously, we're self-soothing, baby. And we got to do it in a way where no one can notice. Exactly. Because if we got to be good girls. Got to be good girls. Can't act out. I've also noticed, you know, with um all of this stimming that... I have other sensory needs that I never knew I had because, like, uh, my needs were not important. I I didn't dare complain. But I became very, very irritable growing up. And I never knew why. And even as an adult, I can be with my friends. And I'm so irritable. And I'm just snappy and a bitch. Like, just thought that's who I was. I was like, I hate this part about myself. And then, then my friend. It turns out. I... And I was, con- I was being tortured by the sound in this world. I was, that's why I was irritable was because noises, loud sounds, it physically hurts me. Mm-hmm. Like a very loud sound is like, Gah!
1: like someone just stabbed yeah. me in the, it, in, like, the, in the in the chest. But it, for me, it's like, I can feel like the top of my head and oh, then my yeah. back, you know, and it's like ah! dropping a pan on the floor ah! and the clang. I would say, Ow. And it I was like, oh, up. am I just saying ow because like it nearly hit my foot? And it was like, no, I'm saying ow because the sound actually hurt. But I didn't realize that sound could hurt. Unless How many it was times like, have you
2: like made fun of yourself? You're like, "Huh? I don't know why I said ow. <laughs> right? So many I times. I must just be a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's what I just assumed. Yeah. No, I said ow because it did hurt. It hurt me inside. It hurt yeah. everything. And it made me very, very slightly mad like every time it was making me on edge on edge and internalizing it so i internalize all that pain and anxiety that i'm getting from all the loud sounds and then people start talking to me as i'm also hearing all of these other sounds so i'm like what and i'm just trying to subconsciously get them to shut the fuck up so i'm being curt so then (laughs) one day i put on a pair of noise-canceling headphones. Oh. And I said, let me just see what this is all about because I don't even know if I have, a, a, you know, audito- auditory issues, sensory mm-hmm. sensitivities in, um my ears. I don't know. I've never, never been aware of that. No one's mm-hmm. ever told me that. And I went to the mail room in my noise-canceling headphones. It's like, I can reflect back on this in slow motion. I dropped the packages on accident and I went, I winced inward, like curled inward and like was shying away from the drop. Mm-hmm. And then I realized nothing happened because I had noise-canceling headphones on and I realized I was I was wincing from the, from the sound of yeah. the drop of the package. But since I didn't hear it, there was no pain. And then I was like, holy fucking shit, this is life-changing. So then I started, um, whenever I would go on walks with Sandor, I put my noise-canceling headphones on. Next thing you know, Who's talking to the neighbors? Demi's talking to the neighbors. Demi said, good morning. I don't say good morning, but I can do that because I can't hear whatever the fuck they say back. And if I don't have my noise-canceling headphones on, all I'm doing is I'm looking like a total cunt.
1: Like there's this really, there was this really cool art gallery going on or art show called Cat Bing Circus in Echo Park. And I went with my friend Poppy and it was really cool and the art was really awesome, but it was in a like low ceiling, concrete floor, plaster walled, cube-shaped room the sound was just bouncing all around Mm -hmm. and it was really loud and it was also really bright lights and so I had a really hard time keeping track of what my friend was saying and just being in a positive mood and so I was kind of like hey once you get your fill of the art I would love to leave
2: whenever I was at the the after the final rose show
1: yeah I
2: was cold and like whenever I'm cold I'm miserably cold like yeah I can't think about anything else. I hate it so much. Like I will, I will wear a jacket. Mm -hmm. Well, I couldn't wear a jacket because I had on a gown, like a dress, you know, and I was in the audience. So I called the producers over and I said, hey, I'm going to head out. I'm pretty cold. And you know what happened? They scurried on over with the freaking wardrobe people and gave me a jacket that matched my outfit and shit to keep me there. But I was like, wow, that was a boundary that I set. And like, it was a, I wasn't doing it in a, in In a way to get that jacket. I didn't know they had jackets back there. I was literally saying facts on facts. I'm leaving this joint because I'm cold and I'm not going to suffer anymore. That's not fair anymore. Because what happens is it just gets internalized and you don't know that it's happening at the time. So you are, it's getting taken out later. You're having a meltdown later. Yeah. Pretty toxic. So noise canceling headphones. Those are amazing.
1: Yeah. And you know what else is amazing? Is it cake? That show. I think you could be on that show. You're such a good baker. I think that I
2: could be on that show, too, just because I have such a, uh, like, I'm so good at recreating something, like seeing something and being able to redo it. But uh, it's the time. It's like, I don't, I I would Mm -hmm. need, I would need more time. Like, I would need about eight hours, I think, double the time because I'm going to need a little couple of fuck ups in between. Yeah. I have to always have Great British Bake Off on. Mm and um i always would i always say i would never be able to be on that show because um i would have the biggest meltdown or temper tantrum like i don't even know what it would be but that amount of anxiety and mm. pressure in that show do you like and especially when it's all in the fate is in my hands mm-hmm. if i fuck up it's on me yeah. like i'm getting really antsy right now thinking about it like worked up about how big of a freak out I would have oh no thank you like people would be like oh my god like she needs help like she should have never gone on this show (laughs) Uh, and I'd be like yeah probably not because I'm setting myself up at that point like wow but I love watching it because I um I love I love the baked goods but so the is it cake thing it's the best part about is it cake is the host, hands down, because he's so awful and so obnoxious. But like, and, and um, everyone you can tell in the room is like so uncomfortable, but he doesn't let up. Like he, yeah. k- he keeps going. He keeps, he sticks to the bit. And I think that it's so impressive. I think that he's so purposefully or intentionally annoying, mm-hmm. and he never stops. And I think that's I think he's a great actor for it
1: so listeners if you look at the bottom left corner of this screen you can see the cover photo and when we were gonna do the photo shoot for that photo Demi brought me cake a beautiful beautiful cake and I put it on my counter and I put it to the back of the counter it was, it was chocolate cake with white icing
2: and it was all homemade <laughs>
1: Don't make me cry. And we came back from the photo shoot, and I was like, I'm going to have some cake. And did I get to have any cake? No. Who had some cake? My cat, Mowgli, the little demon shit. The cake box was on the ground in the middle of my kitchen, torn open like a pack of raccoons had gotten into it. And there was just cake strewn about my entire apartment. And Mowgli had icing on his whiskers, like a little shit. And he's looking at me like, I just ate a bunch of chocolate cake. And he was fine. I I called the vet. And they were like, just monitor him. He's probably fine. He was fine. But with a little shit.
2: That would be so cute, though. Frosting on the whiskers. I
1: know. He's a good boy, but he's not a good boy, but he is.
2: Well, that's enough of shut your pie hole. I'm going to go bake a pie. Who hmm. do I think I am? Amanda Bynes. This is the Amanda Show. Guys, we need to make Amanda, this Amanda, Amanda,
1: Amanda, 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 Where's Amanda? Show. I must find
2: Amanda, please. Good morning, Niall.
0: Morning, Demi. How is everyone?
2: Oh so good. That's such a nice accent to hear in the morning.
0: Appreciate
2: that. Clement, no one has any idea. We have the tea. All right. So Niall. hmm How did we meet?
0: Um Well, you DM'd me.
2: Oh, I slid in the DMs, yeah, um, I did.
0: And basically, was it you saw me on was it X on the peak or something before
2: yes i and saw I'll, you on love island and on okay. x on the beach and
0: i was like collecting bugs on x on the peak and then you asked me mm-hmm. um are you autistic <laughs> and then i was like yeah and then you said you were too and then we, we got talking from there and then um you know one thing led to another and you know came to visit in the states
2: oh <laughs> yes yeah, so someone dm'd me and they were like they sent me your profile and they said, "I am surprised you guys aren't following each other." And then I was like, "Who is this?" And I was like, "Oh my god, it's the it's the Bug Boy." This is the, bug boy. the, bug, it's boy, the yeah. bug boy from Love I- or from X on the Beach, who was also from Love Island. So, yeah, I slid in the DMs, and then you came out here to visit me, mm-hmm. like very soon after, too.
0: Yeah, it was it was soon.
2: We were so wild for that, but yeah, like we honestly, that. I have no regret about it.
0: No, no regret. I yeah. feel like it's, I feel, I've been having a good time. Yeah, Enjoying myself. Yeah,
2: yeah. You're really funny.
0: Oh, I appreciate that. You too.
2: Oh, thank you. So, so Nile came out here to visit me, and Niall, why don't you tell <laughs> tell them what tell them what happened yesterday? Oh,
0: yesterday. Um, so basically, <laughs> um, you know, I feel like we had kind of in a way too much in common in the sense of like we obviously had, um. I guess in like in a romantic kind of sense, in that way, it was uh, just too much in common with how we were and things like that. So we had a mature conversation about that, where you know, a lot of, I think we're good friends and things like that, and you know, gained a friend, which is good stuff, isn't it?
2: I felt awkward because I was like, me and him are both so autistic in our own way of like we both like it our way, and we both um, need someone who is like what were we saying like maybe we need someone neurotypical like we don't even know but the fact that you came to me and you were just like hey like and you keep in mind like this man is staying at my house like he has nowhere else to stay he's staying with me it was a risk you know it was a risk risk. and he was like um are you not feeling this like romantically and I was like I like couldn't even talk still because I was just like so uncomfortable because I didn't we both didn't want to hurt each other's feelings
0: I just find doing that kind of thing awkward anyway. Like, just like, um, just in a sense of going up to someone and being like, hey, like, (laughs) like, um, you know how you think this is going? Like, how do you think this is going? Yeah, and then it was just kind of building myself up to do that was, um, you know, had a little pep talk. and then
2: He pulled me for a fucking chat. He did. Mm. But it was really good because then it was like, okay, we both feel the same way. Pressure's off. Yeah, a lot of pressure off. Yeah, and like, we can like coexist, yeah yeah and be friends yes yeah um so i thought that that's really cool i'm not sure of us and also yeah. like i'm so obsessed with you and i think that you're one of the coolest and most interesting people i know
0: appreciate that you too yeah yeah good stuff good stuff
2: <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so he came to america to see me and then what's the best part my dog
0: sandor yeah great stuff Absolute. probably the best dog i've met to be fair in terms of like a Chow Chow, great, you know.
2: That's what I love to hear. Like, that's why I got Sandor a Chow Chow, the most regal dog I could think of, just so people could say, this is the best dog Actually, that second, I've ever met. the
0: second best dog I've ever met. You know, my, whoa, whoa, my first, whoa. My first dog I ever had, you know, was a family dog, Rex, you know. he.
2: Oh, I keep he hearing was, about
0: Rexy. He was, you know, he, he didn't smell well. <laughs> you know, um, my family found him on the street, took him in. Um, you know, I'm sure if there was, a, if it was a beauty pageant, Sandor would have, you know, hands down oh, beaten. Oh, but you know, man. Rex, you know, it was on the inside. Will that count with that?
2: I've seen this episode of Rick and Morty that I really loved where um, the dogs got smart. Like they got a intelligence AI stuff. Like, I don't know. They got, I don't remember. There was like some kind of invention that they gave the dogs and the dogs started talking and the dog, the first thing he did, he went up to them and he said, where are my testicles, Summer?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that. So that's what I mean. That, that, must be, that must be just a wild ride, that, you know, no say in it. Uh,
2: Sandor really had no say in whether or not he had his balls taken from him. Mm. Um, and I know that you haven't had a say in some things that have happened to you, specifically in your time on television. Um, when you told me the story, like, I could not believe it. It's so incredibly fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, a, it's an injustice that will never sit well with me. And I think that we won't sit well with a lot of people. So I wanted to give you a chance to tell your story. I
0: appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so where
2: did it all begin?
0: So at the beginning, um, we're going way, way back to the start of like my, my Love Island, uh, journey, Originally, how how I ended up on Love Island, um, there was there's a show in the UK called First Dates, right? It's a like a very kind of casual. You, you sit down and go on a single date with someone. It's not a it's not a big show. But it's, it's a bit of a, it was kind of a funny, you know. So I was on Xbox um, with my mate. We I think we were playing Call of Duty at the time or something. And I said, "Oh, should we apply for First Dates as a joke?" Um, a joke, as in like it'd be, it would be funny if they came back, but it's, it's not. You know, you're not going to change your life by going on first dates. Um, I got a a call literally the next day, like, do you want to come down to London to go on uh, an interview first dates? I go on it. um, I come out with some, you know, just what at the time I thought were just kind of normal things that people talk about, you know, when it comes to dating, I was showing them my Harry Potter tattoos. I was, you know, I was talking about, you know, I guess not, not nerdy things, but maybe some people might call that, you know, nerdy what I was talking about. And, I guess I did well in the interview because um, in TV, people don't realise that like, people work, like, for one channel for, like, three months and another one, they'll, like, rotate. Um, and what happened was they put... Like,
2: like the, pro- the producers. Yeah, uh, just, like, casters, producers. Different... I see. But, yeah, I know yeah, what you they, mean. Yeah, they, like,
0: rotate, don't they? Um, and they were like, listen, we've got a lad over here that would be really good on, like, Love Island. And then they they then... Uh, Called me up and, like, oh, Niall, would you be interested in like auditioning for like Love Island? Yeah. And I was like, well, all right then. Like, I'll... I I, in my head, I thought that, well, there's no chance I'm going to get on Love Island, but, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go. So I didn't have any kind of like expectations. So I go on to the first interview, just, Chat absolute nonsense for like an hour, no expectation of it. I remember when I left, I was like, Oh, thanks, thanks for that. I was like, He was like, Oh, no, you should be proud that you made it this far. And I was like, What do you mean, made it this far? He was like, You know, not a lot of people get to this stage. I was like, How many people are in this process? Because I thought, I thought there's like probably a hundred thousand right now. He was like, Oh, no, there's a thousand left. And I was like, What do you mean, there's a thousand left? He's like, Oh, yeah, then it gets whittled down to a hundred or something. So I left there, literally within like a day, it was like, Oh, um, you into the the last round thing, and I was like, then then it became like a lot more like oh okay, this this is this real. is real yeah this is this is real. Ended up going in. It's
2: so exciting. I remember yeah. like getting casted for the yeah. Bachelor and like the nitty like the very end of it, like the final weekend. I remember casting weekend. It was like down to fifty people, and it was so exciting.
0: It was yeah, it was wild. And then they did the, like the last one. They called me up and was like, oh, you know, I was one of the first ones to know. They were like, oh, we imagine you like coming down the beach as one of the originals straight away. And I was like, and then that was, I had to be, what was hard for me then was um, it was that feeling of, oh, okay, now what? Like just, it was a lot to, like, I was getting put in like um, Love Island group chats from people and I knew I was on the show and it was just like, it was a lot. But um, so in terms of what eventually went wrong with what happened to me, um, they, you have like a, you know, a call with psychologists and things like that. So
2: that like work um, while you're on the show, while you're on the show. Yeah, they have because have- um, people don't know that that weren't on TV. There are uh, there's a therapist psychologists that mm. work on reality TV shows that um, for here for my show, they help you after the show as well during the show after the show. You can talk to them whenever you want. Um, they are there to help the cast. That's what they're supposed to do.
0: Um, so basically, um, so I had a, like a FaceTime beforehand, the, before the show, like as the process going on, and uh, I disclose, like, um, I was diagnosed um, with autism. Oh,
2: because, oh, yeah. Also, before the show, you do like a mental. Yeah. Uh, they do like a psych. You talk to a psychologist yeah. in, about all of your uh, mental history and all that stuff. Yeah,
0: so, we did that too. And they get your um your whole medical records um from like your doctors. So just just so people are aware, it wasn't like um I was hiding the fact like it was aware I, I disclosed it to producer and to a medical professional so I mean it, I couldn't have done any more in that sense of like people being aware of the fact you know unless I wanted to you know just go around with a t-shirt on saying I'm autistic I, you know what I mean I made the relevant people known
2: you did what you were supposed to, to do. do
0: yeah exactly um because I, I I get like a lot of people like gaslit sometimes I guess in a way where it's like, it's like you you knew what you were getting in for and
2: oh my gosh I know you knew what you signed you up for. for
0: and and this 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 Th-
2: that does not apply to you for yeah, the record that, that's what
0: I mean it's it's like oh you knew again what, what I signed up to have a psychotic episode on TV I'm, I'm not, and i and have like a mental illness of going to go in a psychiatric ward I didn't I did not sign up for that because um when I I honestly um and people might say it's naive I, when I went. Step foot onto like that villa. I honestly believed it was just do whatever you want. It was just like, um, you know, I watched that my mum before, and I thought, you know, go on, be myself. Everyone kept telling me in the like the audition processes, it was like, be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. You're funny, you know, be yourself. I was like, oh, okay, I'll be myself, I'll be myself. And then it was all like, oh, okay, well, don't do that, don't do this, can't talk to her, um, stop, tone yourself down. Um, things like that, and you know, um,
2: it's confusing because it's like uh, gaslighting you.
0: It was just, it was just like, oh, I'm just trying to be me. I was like, what? You, this is what I told, like, I've told you, I'm going to be myself. You wanted me to be myself, but then you're like telling me not to do this. So obviously, the stress of that was a lot. Um, being autistic as well in like an unfil- unfamiliar environment, and then not being because I've mentally prepared myself for something that it wasn't. So that was a lot of stress for me because it wasn't, if it was what, if it was just do what you want and what I prepare myself for, I would have been okay because I'd be like, oh, I prepared myself for that. You know, it's like, I don't know, preparing for a wrestling match in the WWE and then having a boxing match with Mike Tyson. Do you know, <laughs> you, you, you you can't you can't prepare. So it's like, that was stressing me out a lot. Um, I asked for support in the sense of, I was like, oh, can I have um, like a timeout so like music to like, help me with you know the stress and they're like no um you can't i think yeah,
2: that's like depriving you of self-soothing
0: yeah so um one guy played um a lame miserable song to me on his phone one time and, and then he acted like he literally gave me the world and the stars oh <laughs> and i was God. like so i basically i mean other people have came out and said that i was doing this as well um i started segregating myself from the other people the group so i started to go on, like a balcony Um, to, like, get away from the group. Um, Because as well, at the time, um, I told them I only eat plain food. Um, That's one of my dietary requirements. I only eat, like, very... I have a very childlike palate, in a sense. I eat, like, chicken nuggets, fish fingers, waffles. Um, You know, I wasn't being a picky I was just asking for, like, the bare minimum. Um, And they didn't have that in for, like, four or five days, so I lost a lot of weight. Um, Couldn't sleep because um, everyone was, like, snoring next to me. people are like, oh, you know you know you sign up for um, i'm like i was asking for minimal adjustments yeah
2: um, and they didn't take you, uh, you seriously your no. sensory needs too seriously no
0: that's the thing and as well like um i'm listen you know they haven't outright said it but the show no like you know casting someone with autism without doing a disability assessment to then have them go into psych psychosis in the psychiatric hospital within two weeks is probably not the best look and Probably not something that, that You know, they're probably they. They'll do statements, and it's always like um, they'll never deny what happened. But they'll be like, "We respect." They they always say we respected Niall's wishes and feelings at the time. But how can you respect someone's wishes and feelings who's clinically insane?
2: How um how did it escalate to there? So so how did it go? Okay, so um, so take me to where you're at the point right now where you're starting to isolate yourself from the yeah. group.
0: So I've isolated myself from the group, and basically. Um, I started to use coping mechanisms, so I tried to like talk to myself and that's what I was talking to myself, like trying to just get out of my own head with how much- Like
2: self-soothing.
0: Yeah. But you got to think from their perspective, they're looking in now and they're seeing, um, you know, one of their contestants is talking to himself on a balcony they're like, oh, wow, this, this, this don't look great. Um, So what yeah, they Yeah, did... and
2: it's, it's, if they knew anything about autism, they would know how common that is. Like, I talk mm. to myself all the time.
0: Yes, for me, it was hard because it's like, I was trying to have, to, uh, there was no way I could escape this, like, um environment, this fake environment that I didn't want to be in. Um,
2: What was, um what was so fake about it?
0: It was just, for, for me, I, it's more, you might say it's naive. I just genuinely thought I could, you know, I remember talking to one girl they're like you can't talk to her and I was like, well, I was like what do you mean they were like oh no because basically what I didn't realise obviously they've got in the back a little plan of like how they want this to kind of play out and I'm quite an unpredictable character you know like I remember one time they were like honestly oh, because they are like who are you going to couple up with and Like, because they pulled me to a side like who are you going to pick and I was like I was like, I don't know, I might just do eeny, meeny, miny, moe and just see what happens, you know. I was, I, they couldn't predict, mm-hmm. you know, what I was going to do, which if they told me these things beforehand other than be yourself, be yourself, it, I would, you know.
2: If they would have, like, let you in on what they yeah, wanted. If they yeah. let me
0: in on it, it, it would have been like, I would have been able to mentally prepare myself. It,
2: exactly, and it wouldn't have put you in, that. Um, it wouldn't have stressed you out. No. Like, so much, I guess. No, because
0: I would have been, you know, mentally prepared for that. I ended up, so I'm talking to myself. I'm crazy stressed. I'm not eating, not sleeping. And they decide to put me in a car without telling me where I'm going. Um, a van, it was. And it was it a van or a car? It was like a pickup truck, I think, looking back now. And drive me to a um, doctor in Spain. Um, what kind of doctor? I don't even really it was just a, it was just a doctor this, I, no one told me where I was going they just pulled me into a room and were like do you trust us Niall do you trust us and no I was, yeah no, I swear um, they're like it's, the thing is it's like it's such a weird story that it kind of like it, it don't even sound real, but it's, it, it's kind of, when I look back and it, at the time, it seemed normal. But when I, I know when, what you mean. When I say it back, it just sounds so weird. They pull me into a room with one producer, like, you trust us, you trust us. They're like all these snacks out for me, um, which they could have got me beforehand. Yeah. I was like, okay, you got me snacks now. I was like, oh, cheers, so I'm eating these snacks because obviously they're Wow, probably...
2: that's so manipulative. Yeah,
0: so I had, these, so I had some like snacks and a like, little drink of water it was at the time and then- these others came in like, come with us now, Niall. They are going to this car, and they drive me to the doctor in Spain. This is when my brain hit an overload because I'm um, in my head. I've gone from being, you know, just, just you know, student to now I'm in the starting line up of Love Island. It's now um, in a in a car, and I don't know where I'm going with like these producers. In a different country. In a different country. Um, basically, go to the doctors, and he was. That, that is, but in the. I feel like that's where I went to psychosis, which is. Um, psychosis is where your brain hits a level of like, it could be due to like mental illness, stress. There's different, you know, different reasons that it can happen. But for me, it was stress where your brain hits an overload and you don't know what's real anymore. Like, you know, people have, in extreme cases, like thought they could fly and jumped off buildings and um it's a you correlate the world in an unsafe way like um i thought you know i could change the weather um loads of different things like, it sounds embarrassing to say but that no. you know that just um is you know it's a symptom of mental illness um what It's not happen?
2: embarrassing but i know why you yeah, feel that exactly,
0: way Yeah exactly yeah um so that's when my brain went into And
2: you've never had anything like that before
0: No no this is what i mean everyone like I don't get it wrong I get a lot of support for it right But I I get people that it's like they want every avenue to kind of discredit what happened to me. Because it's like, you knew what you signed up for. How can I know what I signed up for that when... I've never been on something I just thought I thought it was real it was like you were ill before I've never had a psychotic episode in my life y- you know why would you why would you go on a show with autism it, it, it's it's like wow they casted me and they said they'll support me like, what, what, like at some point because
2: you can because you absolutely people, can go on a show yeah, with people autism people
0: will put more effort in defending the show yes. than the show will put in defending their actions because they're they, they're not stupid they know, they're, you know what I mean? they, they know like on paper wow that, that that's bad like I don't think anyone wanted like no one set out for that to happen but I feel like you know if anyone's got common sense of casting someone who's openly disclosed autism to you you who asks for like little support needs and you send them into a stress-induced psychotic episode I don't think anyone would be like Do you know what great job guys you know what I mean wow you've really yeah. looked after that welfare so yeah it's I,
2: like um if- uh, whenever I was younger, my dad used to always say, like, whenever I did something like on accident, he would say, like, it's not an accident, it's carelessness. Like, what they did was careless. Like, they were, mm. ca- they, they had carelessness. They didn't, uh, uh, what did you say that, that it was? A dis, what was it? A disability, what? Like, assessment? Assessment, yeah. Yeah, what does that entail? I haven't even heard of this. I like the sound of it.
0: They, no, they they didn't do one.
2: Yeah, but what um, would that what would that entail? But
0: usually, when you employ someone with a disability, you, you should
2: um, remember. I'm, pre- I'm new to this. No,
0: no, I'm pretty. Su- I'm pretty sure it's required by law. If you hire someone with a disability, you do. Hey, well,
2: it should be required.
0: I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Um,
2: I'm sure that it's it's not all over the world, all In over the, the workplaces, it's not enforced. In
0: the UK, I'm pretty sure, if you hire someone with disability, you're meant to do, even if it's brief, a disability assessment. Um, and especially when I was asking for support and things like
2: that. Yeah. You were asking for support. You told them specifically what you needed. Yeah. And they didn't meet those needs.
0: Yeah. And this is the thing. It's like, when you say that, it's like, oh, what what are you asking for? Like, I was asking to listen to a bit of music and some chicken nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I'm not, I'm not asking for you know, can I have, yeah. you know, a, a, a limo? I was just, I was asking for the bare minimum. Yeah, um, and think,
2: and they make that big of a difference to you though.
0: Oh, huge for me. Um, but then so yeah, I've hit psychosis in this car. Honestly, this the story is just, when you say it back, it's just kind of wild. The, it,
2: you were so uh, so. Am I understanding it correctly? Like you, you basically were so confused and so. Uh, uh, in, in distress yeah. that your brain went into psychosis because yeah. of a defense mechanism? Like it didn't know what else to do?
0: More just kind of like self-imploded. Wow. Yeah, like um, from all of it, just kind of like at some point just self-imploded. And okay,
2: so, so this happened in the van, truck, car thing. I'm,
0: I'm, I, I can't pinpoint the exact moment okay. in my brain um, went into psychosis, but looking back, that would be my best kind of guess. Um, the, the, what, what I try to explain to people, when, when you become clinically like, if, I don't know if I've used a better word, well I guess it happened to me, insane, um, you know, medically and things have no insight, you don't know. Like you think you're fine. Like when you're questioning, like the best, the, the bit of advice I'll give to people that when I talk about psychosis and I get a lot of people like, Oh, I think I might be having psychosis. Like, am I going crazy? It's like, if you're asking yourself such questions, am I going crazy? Am I going into psychosis? You're, you're not at that point yet because you've still got that insight to ask yourself these questions. Um, but that's at the point where you need to like, you know, seek support because it's a weird concept to kind of get your head around. But like, once, once you've gone Crazy? You think you're not crazy at all? You think everything's, You know, I'd I'd wholeheartedly have a qu- this conversation with you, believing I was a wizard, hundred percent. Like there'd be no doubt in my mind. There'd be nothing wavering. Um. So yeah.
2: How did they respond to you going into psychosis in Spain? <sighs>
0: um. So looking back, um, they were just like running around like headless chickens, <laughs> um, trying to get me medicate. So someone was giving me medication that wasn't actually. Um, qualified to give medication. So she was having to call back in the UK to give to what, telling a doctor my symptoms. And she was giving me um, medication, which is looking back, it's like, you know, why was that going on? That, that sounds illegal. <laughs> oh no, this is, this is the, this is, this is my issues. Cause, um, cause of what happened to me. And I've got all the documents to prove it. I've got all my um, medical records. I did a data access, report. and that's
2: the reason why they can't say shit.
0: Yeah, I feel like they know I have every single document of what happened. Because, of, because like, you you won't really see anyone. I've been I've been saying like these claims. Well, not not claims, but it's like every every other person. It's like it's like can you can you say that? Can you say that? well? Of course I can. You you can say factual events. Like I've been saying this, I've been saying this for years. So I mean, it's it's like if 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 I was saying you know the stuff and it didn't happen, I feel like the show would have been like, oh by the way, no, that, that's that's a lie. They can't dispute like the f- any anything I'm saying. I've got it all on record. It for them, it just became a, like a, a bit of a pissing match between Love Island and uh, the Doctors. So basically, what happened was the Doctors were the Doctors were saying it's basically IT, Love Island's fault. Love Island was saying, you know, we, it was the doctor's fault. No one would take the blame of like what happened because, like, they weren't admitting it was, they weren't defending that it weren't wrong. They were saying, well, we contracted out these doctors, it's on the doctors. And the doctors were saying, it's them. But at the end of the day, the, the, who it is down to, in my belief, and I think it's quite obvious to see, so maybe, or maybe it's not, you employed the doctors. It's down to you. Like at the end of the day, it's, I'm under your care, and if you've employed doctors that haven't worked well, at the end of the day, the book starts with you. If you want to start something with the doctors, that could be that's that's down to you. But the book starts with Love Island.
2: Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, so, what? Uh, when um, I'm trying to think of like what. What is the terminology of like what's to blame? Like wh- you know what I mean? Like how, what are they? What are the doctors saying was done? Like I want to know if they are saying exactly what was done to you, or if they are calling it like general. You the know, do- being the doctors vague, at what? one
0: point said you should have known what you were getting yourself in for. <laughs> no, um, the yeah, doctor said that at one point said that. Um,
2: it's terrifying,
0: and they were just very like. Um, it became. This is the problem. Like. I don't believe anyone wanted that to happen, but it was more the stuff after that was worse because it was like everyone just kind of started thinking about their self and, you know, just being manipulative to a person that is literally mentally ill, like thinking they can change the weather and like literally manipulating the fact of how unwell I was. Um,
2: like trying to save their own asses?
0: Every, oh, a, mil- a million a million percent. Like they, this, this is the problem. So when it comes to... Well, no, I we need to get on that bit, but so I'll have to fast forward a little bit. Actually, no, wait. So where were we in the car? I'll, I'll keep. So we're in the car. Mm-hmm. I've gone into psychosis. There's, they brought me in to a holding villa. Um, so it's like another villa, and that's where they started giving me loads of medication. Um, so I was on loads of medication. Shout out though, there's a really nice. Um, I had a nice bodyguard, um, <laughs> who i who you know, I, I got, I got on with well. Um, I think he was like not from I think he's you know he's separate
2: what's his name
0: I don't know I got him on Instagram um, oh my
2: gosh shout yeah. out to him
0: shout out to him he's a good guy Aww. um but like he, I think I think he was taken back by the situation really looking back I feel I, I feel like you know it might probably if he was surrounded by just people from the TV network he, everyone's probably thinking like you know how do we fucking sort this out but I feel like if you brought someone in that separate into that environment they're going to look around and be like what in the fuck have you done like what yeah. like what in what in the fuck um, yeah like an
2: outside perspective An outside
0: perspective like maybe you get normalized you know you got 10 people thinking the same thing of like how are we going to save our ass you bring one person in that's completely you know not involved in that and they'd be like what what are you doing like this is just messed up like um So did he?
2: Did you talk to him about it since?
0: Oh no! When I was in oh since yeah, I was just messaging like oh thank you, and he he messaged me like um that he he, like there's some songs that I was singing because at one point I thought I was the best singer in the world whilst I was in the um.
2: I think you're a really good singer. I know, no,
0: I can't. Um, when I when I was in the in the villa, I was so singing around right. And I was singing like, I can't remember, I was singing like Gym Class Heroes at one point. And like he said, he just messaged me like, oh, you know, I always think of that, so that's, think of you and think of that song. And he was just kind of like, you know, you should be proud of yourself. That kind of thing. Um, that makes me want to cry. Yeah, so was that. So I was like, thanks, man. And then... It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. He, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, he was a cool guy. Um, but I've, I, to be fair, he was, he, was like, he was like a close protection person, right? And looking back, I'd... I don't want to, you know, put emotions on other people that I don't know if they had, but I've, I think, like, he, he felt like... I remember having conversations where I was, like, talking to him about, rambling on, but he seemed quite, like, um, maybe slightly emotional about it. I don't know. Maybe it touched him a little bit, seeing what I was, I guess, going through, because I think people look at, you know, reality TV and they think like that, but at the end of the day, I was just, you know, a lad that was literally going through a psychotic episode who was from a normal background... Because he's just been absolutely messed with and had his autistic adjustments, you know, literally literally thrown to the side.
2: Um, How long were you kept in the holding villa where they were medicating you and you met that guy?
0: So I was in the holding villa, I think for a few days. Right. Um, And I've got emails, right, where they were like contemplating like, can we bring him back in? And all these things like... Shut
2: the fuck up.
0: Yeah, there's like... I've got like these wild emails. Can we
2: bring him back (laughs) into the show?
0: I I feel like at one point it was like, you know, because I was... I'm pretty sure I was Odd's favorite boy to win when I was on it.
2: Yeah, I remember watching it... um, Yeah, because you weren't like a douchebag, you know? You were Hmm. really uh, funny and... um, Yeah, you were very likable.
0: I was either... either I was fav- I was definitely the favorite off my own back, like in the sense of like not in not in a you know, I wasn't like in a power couple. It was kind of like you know, yeah. Di- as people were me, rooting for you, me, yeah. Do you know? What I mean? They weren't rooting for me as a as a couple with anyone. It was yeah. They were just rooting for me, which is again nice thing to yeah to hear. Um, <laughs>
2: That's the only good thing to come out of this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And then um, so where were we? So I was in that for like two days, two three days. They basically then had to no so
2: they were trying to...
0: Love Island wanted to send me on a public plane to a psychiatric hospital, right? And at the time, like, I think I was number two or one trending it on Twitter. Where's Niall? Um, Where's
2: Nile? Yeah. Oh, because like, you um, randomly left the yeah, show. Yeah, so
0: I randomly left. For like, And what I find wild is like,
2: While they were taking you to a a hospital. People could tell
0: it was sus, right? They could, because I mean, it was... But
2: the interesting part about it is that people could tell it was sus, but they made it seem like it was something that you did.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean, which I don't like. This is how manipulative manipulative what happened to me was. They basically um, said I left for personal reasons. One, if I left for personal reasons, I could have said that myself. I could have been like, oh, by the way, you know... I'm leaving personal reasons Um, and you're not allowed contact with the outside world. So I don't know what personal reasons could have popped up, you know, from anywhere. Um, But what happened was they did that, but then they quickly changed it as soon as they got me off to Niall for medical reasons, which might not make sense to people hearing that now. But the reason for that is if you've, if it's a medical issue, the press can't look into it. Um, Mm. So they, they did as quick, it's personal. No, it's medical. You know,
2: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, so what I, looking back, would have preferred is if they just out, outright and say what it was. Say it's medical. Like say, "No, it's a medical issue." Don't, yeah. don't say it's personal because that's coming out of my mouth. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't med- like that's that's just lying, really. Because I mean, it wasn't personal. It was a medical issue.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, are they? Then yeah, So then they became a thing where they wanted to put me on a public plane where everyone in the UK was like, "Where's now? Where's this going on?" At the time. Because it
2: really is like the biggest show. It was,
0: it was big. At the time, it was big. And I basically was, I mean, at one point, you know, I was thinking I was a wizard. I was in this stress induced psychotic episode. And you're going to put me on a public plane with people that are going to, like, it would have been a disaster.
2: Were you like uh, conscious of the fact that you would have been recognized then?
0: As like... um, I don't really think I, at that point, massively had that insight completely. Like I think I, I knew, like I had some wearable around that, but again, it would, it would have been too much for me at that time. Yeah, absolutely. So they had, I
2: mean, it's a it that in itself is like a whole other super stress inducing event. Is like being recognised.
0: Like yeah. That. So what happened was they had to, um, and I say this I, when I, when I say this, it's not like it in a you know luxurious way because. Oh, they had to get me a private plane to fly me from Spain to England, and when I say a private plane, it's not like you know I wasn't I wasn't on like a Floyd Mayweather Nothing jet. Nothing about
2: this was luxurious. No, no. So it wasn't on
0: like a Floyd Mayweather jet, but because of uh, a private plane from Spain to England's like it's like flying in a washing machine. Like it's tiny. It's just a tiny plane. It's not like a luxury. It's just it's a private, just small, small plane. Like okay, a,
2: I see what you mean. It's A
0: tiny journey. They then basically, I <laughs> uh, ended up going into the. Yeah, back door of a psychiatric hostel and told I couldn't leave.
2: From the plane? Yeah. They took you from Spain?
0: Yeah, to the UK to then drove me to a psychiatric hostel to then, uh, you know, close the door. You know.
2: They left you there? Yeah. They just dumped you off at a psychiatric hospital.
0: Yeah, no, my mum came to visit me. Yeah, like my mom ended up like um, coming to like visit me and things like that.
2: But how long did you have to stay there? Like, what? What? Well, it I was, mean, there's so many. This questions. is
0: this is this was the, the thing, right? So I never got sectioned. Um, What's that mean
1: in British English? Sectioned means having been committed compulsorily to a psychiatric hospital in accordance with a section of a mental health act.
0: And they can do that for like I guess till they think whatever. But what happened was. Um, because when I was in psychosis, I wasn't like violent, I wasn't aggressive, I wasn't anything they, they I mean, I tried kicking the door down when I first got there, but I mean, I think that's a normal reaction to what happened. They said to me, like, look, Niall, um, if you're good and behave um, these are the doctors now, and we're not you're not gonna get sectioned. Um, you can be voluntary here, like you're like if you but You're voluntary here. We're going to have you down as voluntary. But if you try to leave, we will then section you.
2: So that is not voluntary.
0: But on like a record, it's like they gave me the option. Like, do you want to stay here and be voluntary here? And I was like, okay, yeah. And then because then then it goes, we'll go on my record that I've been sectioned and things like that and then they just become like I mean I'm glad that I'm glad
2: so it makes you look like cooperative like
0: yeah I'm just glad I mean being sectioned I think can like have implications on like different things in your life like on your records and things like that Um, so I'm glad that I'm glad I didn't Um, so I just voluntary voluntary stayed there um,
2: okay I get what you mean
0: so yeah otherwise was been like on my records that I was sectioned which they they basically gave me the opportunity like, look no you're not aggressive you're not this if you stay we're not going to put it down you got sectioned you know have to have just stay here with us so I ended up um, just staying at the hostel I mean the, the thing is the it's ho- still
2: just like so fucked up
0: <laughs> oh no 100% and what was worse because everyone um, like at the time was like wondering where I was and recognizing me I wasn't allowed out like I wasn't allowed like other people in the hostel were allowed to like go on like walks, like outside, around, things like that. I wasn't allowed. I was only allowed to um you know, and I couldn't question it either because I mean I was clinically insane, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> um, you know, I thought, you know, everyone was out to get me and this this. So yeah, I wasn't allowed out, you know, for a walk. I was just in there, just you know, got very like, cabin fevery. It was just How
2: long were you in there?
0: Uh, two weeks I was in there two weeks they wanted to keep me longer to be honest honestly I probably should have stayed longer looking back but I wasn't in the right frame mind. I wasn't because I wasn't in the right frame of mind after I left for a long time um I just kind of got used to what they wanted to hear me say a bit like to get mm. out um because I remember like they'd, they'd come <laughs> the, the nurse would come in with a little check sheet and be like um so Niall you know how are you today you know it's like and it would would have, have to kind of awkward for the nurses. They'd have to mark it in front of you. So they were like, "Oh, um, why do you think you're here?" And at my that always changed me day to day because I was I was trying to think of like crazy theories and, and I was and I'd be like, "I know why I'm here." Wink, <laughs> wink to the nurse. Yeah, yeah, we know. And they're like, "No, no, no you 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 know you're in the hospital. Why, you know." And I was like, yeah. And so, so see the winking Niall, you know, I'm gonna have to give you like a four. I can't give you a one. And then I, I was like, why then I get why you give me a four. I was like, I was like, and then yeah. So I was there for like two weeks, just of.
2: And and then you figured out, like, uh, you wanted to get out of there, understandably. This,
0: but I was still like, um, like I remember the first agent I signed with after. Um, the show one I know was like mates with Love Island and things like that because they really pushed me to the the show they were like oh he's great he's great he's the list go with him this is this and uh, but I signed up with him because I thought he could change the weather Um, so that was the frame of mind I was um, I was in and when it comes to like what what I find hard um, so when it comes to autism and that I only because I was diagnosed so young only people that knew about my autism diagnosis and that I was autistic would be people on like a need to know basis. So, you know, the teachers in school, my, my family and things like that. It wasn't something that I told my friends. Uh, so
2: when did you get diagnosed?
0: I was like seven when I got diagnosed. So it was like all, all I knew. But then I, I grew up, when I grew up, like I'd see like um, the stigmas around it. And I didn't, I didn't want people thinking that about me, and I, I was quite conscious of it. And it was just like, um, it's
2: like autistic shame,
0: I guess that's what I, I, I felt. I mean, in, in myself, a lot of the time, um, growing up, and I didn't, you know, seeing how other people would say things and that, so I just kind of didn't want people knowing. So I, you know, became the need to know basis between the school, but you know, I wouldn't tell my friends, things like that. But what, what happened was when I was in the psychiatric hospital, the only conclusion that I could come to, I didn't know what psychosis was. I didn't know any of this. I thought, wow, what, what could this be? Oh, it's got to be to do, something to do with my autism. You know?
2: Like you thought that, the psychosis was... Um, like, something
0: to do with my autism. Yeah,
2: because you didn't but really that was the know. the only
0: thing that I could logically, in my head at that time, come to the conclusion of.
2: Because you had had so much experience with autistic shame too that you didn't even understand your autism just, yourself, maybe?
0: I didn't... I, the thing is, it's like I didn't have... I had no rational in my thinking at that time. Like, there wasn't... You know, I, I thought that, but, you know... The, five minutes before i thought that people were you know trying to smuggle me gold well it
2: it makes sense to me though because like uh, you know it's something that you just have been told that you are you're autistic and you don't really know anything like they just kind of give you a label and Mm. then they don't really uh, tell you like what what it is and you know it's uh it's hard to understand it so i would um i could see myself coming to the same conclusion yeah you know if i was in your shoes all
0: that i could get to yet so what happened was i wasn't on my phone because i was clinically insane at the point um what i did was i got i had like a piece of paper and i got a pen i wrote down this really elaborate um paragraph or a post about um like hi guys you know i've shed my scales i've you know finally realized the true me and like all these like, like these you know imaginative things that like about my autism and this is what it is and i finally you know this is the reason and very like that grandiose um writ that and what happened was after i got back my phone um, i sent that into love island and i was like this is what i'm thinking about posting they ended up being they'd be like oh yeah that's good like put like what about and uh, the thing that added like another sentence on it about like um Thank you ITV for supporting me. Shut
2: the fuck yeah, up. Yeah,
0: wild royal. Of
2: course they but, did.
0: They love that, right? And then um, it was that's what the, it was just very that that was the very mindset of it.
2: That's so like disheartening, you yeah. know? It's like god, it really like people they really are that selfish. Yeah,
0: right. Um so I ended up telling you know, the nation, you know um, about my autism. So I went from like my friends not knowing so I've literally just told everyone that that was the headspace I was in. So then it was like, um, <laughs> it was like, you know, it was just a lot to kind of like, um, you know, deal with because I was, I was on like loads of medic, like so much medications at the time. I was then having to withdraw off the medication at the time. Now everyone knows that about um, my autism diagnosis. You know, it was probably a good job. I was like insane at the time to deal with it. I don't think it's something you could deal with if you if, if you were of a, normal headspace because it was just
2: sounds very very difficult
0: yeah it was just an absolute trip really so i just kind of i just kind of i don't know just kind of went through it in this kind of like it
2: sounds like like that's the kind of stuff that like kills people like oh it was
0: 100% it was it was uh, was 100% emotional abuse like there's no there's no getting away from that there's no other way i had to go to like therapy for like ptsd from it like people might laugh and think about that but like that it, it is like Coming off a reality TV show is hard, right? Enough, like, people, like, it is a hard thing to do, right?
2: I know, and nobody uh, takes that sentence seriously. Yeah.
0: having a psychotic episode is a, is is a very, very is a very hard thing. I'm not, I'm not comparing the two. But I would I'd lean towards the psychotic episode, but I mean, people don't realize that it is very, very hard coming off a reality TV show in, just in of itself. Having it, bo- <laughs> having it both at the exact same time, and then having to deal with everything that goes with both things. It's just a cocktail that is just indescribable to, and I'm not, listen, I'm not saying I'm glad it happened to me, because um, I'm not, It was. The, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, but I feel like there's a lot of people that I feel like if it happened to them, they would not have been able to handle it, like at, at, at all, and you know, I hope, you know, wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, but it was just, you know, I, I feel like that both of them things are sometimes too much for people, and having it all at once, um i think
2: oh my god you know. no that's like you're a fucking warrior yeah because um, that's honestly very uh it makes me like i can't i would be the person who could not yeah. handle that i
0: feel like i feel There's like, like a lot of people i get i get that you know i tell them i tell them the story and it's they're like you know just telling the like that story is freaking me out and like like actually going for it but again i feel like you know one of the reasons i was able to go through it was because I was literally clinically insane like
2: and I think that something that you said that um or that we discussed about this that you know the first time in my <laughs> in my existence I've ever been like okay you're right about it about women being at the advantage here like a woman they would never put a woman through this they would never put me through like no one would ever put me through what they put you through because they figured that you could handle it way better than but that I mean it's an insult to me As a woman, them saying, oh, like a woman couldn't handle that. But at the same time, like, um, I wouldn't want to handle that.
0: I I feel it's more of a question of, I feel like if you're going through it, it's it's, it's happened. You're going to have to go through it, if that makes sense. I feel it'd be more the perception of like with men's mental health of the kind of like, you know, you're you're a strong man. You know you, you know you get get through that, but you know I feel like if it was if it was a woman and they, they
2: wouldn't want to derange a woman like that if
0: they hospital if it came out and it was like we they hospitalized um an autistic woman that was open with that and they drove her into a psychotic episode and um led her into hospital and covered the whole thing up, I feel the perception would be more of an outrage
2: you experience all of this hmm. how how are you where you are now? Because now I see you on Instagram um, educating people about psychosis. And um, I mean, you've taught me so much about it just by t- like sharing your story with me and a different perspective on it because I knew nothing about psychosis before. And I think that you're doing a lot of good out there and it doesn't go unnoticed. But how did you get to that point?
0: I uh, appreciate that um, for stats. start. Um, so for me it it took me a long time to get to that place um in my life where i could i guess openly talk about psychosis which was like huge because i feel like it could be kind of triggering for people again i want people what's what's it's not awkward but um for me i know there's a lot of people out there that have had psychotic episodes and you know have a, what they're not in the situation where they feel they can talk about it because it is so triggering and you know, I get people like, um, when can I um be like at that stage? But my, my thing is like, look, it, it just takes, it just just literally takes time. And I wouldn't compare your journey with um someone else's. Um, but for me, I guess I've been in a situation where I've never been able to avoid my triggers. Like I've never had been able to do that. Like in a sense, like, you know, I've essentially got known for what hospitalised me, and with my psychotic episode, you know, so it's like people know me for the reason that I'm mentally ill, you know, from what happened, um, which I've never been able to kind of, um, I can't, I can't escape that. So I guess I've always had to like, you know, face that. And eventually, you know, it became so much. So I was like, okay, I got used to it. And then I feel better talking about, um, psychosis and like doing videos about it now but like I'll be like there were times where when I first started doing it which was was awful like trying to like talk about that it's like it was so hard and like I have like breaks from social media like sometimes because it's like you know my social media is a permanent reminder I was again like it's my best outlet it's my best way to get like it's the best thing for me but again you know it's A reminder of what happened and um, I think people don't really a lot of times don't understand the kind of um, the idea around permanence of what happened to me I think people think it's like something you just um, you know you get over but it's something that you learn to manage and it's not it's not something you learn to get over so it's something that I'll always be aware of Um, and I feel like when you're dealing with things like psychotic episodes you don't want to just forget about it because that's how you can you know maybe hopefully not but um, end up maybe having another one by like being not aware of your triggers and things like that but yeah it just took me a long time to get to that place where I now openly um, try and like talk about it on social media like do videos around it but um, again just like everything with social media um, you know around people's lifestyles even when me even like you know me talk about mental health like sometimes I'll do a video of like Jesus Christ I wish I could take my own advice um, you know I'm someone that I'm, I've always been someone that's never um, I guess if you, if you talk to me um, I'll never lie really about like I guess things like that it's like yeah I, um, I'm not trying to create a false impression of how I am like I have good days bad days um, especially with mental illness it's. it's a, what I find hard is um, I think there's a I, and I don't know why it is um, there seems to be such like a thing where people think mental health and mental illness is like the same thing um, when and it's not a bad thing to say they're not because it's they are just different things in the sense of like every person on planet Earth has mental health. It's yes, the, it's the same as your physical health. Everyone has physical health, but it's the same same as you know not not everyone has you know a physical illness or a, or, or a mental illness. But um, it's just hard for me because sometimes I feel like um, I'm tr- I'm trying to advocate for you know a different part for people where it's like oh, i try to talk about like ocd psychotic episodes um you know and just things that aren't talked about as much but i feel like sometimes it gets grouped into like a big um, like umbrella like you know yoga isn't going to fix someone f- from a manic episode you know yeah, that's not, not going to work um and i feel like, yeah i know what you mean yeah and i feel like there's so much confusion in today's day and age that for some reason if you say out loud like mental health mental illness are different like it, I don't know. You say it, it's like—is that offensive? Like, no, of course it's not. But like, there's so much confusion between the two, and there's not between physical health, um, you know, physical illness. But. Yeah.
2: So would you say, um, uh, to help um, me understand and maybe other people understand? So mental illness is disorders, and where like, what's uh, how would you define the difference? Like there's,
0: there's, I think one. It's like. I think it's important to remember i'm not a um yeah i know but it's just no, your no. opinion oh no but i try to always be um no so that wouldn't that wouldn't be an opinion that would be i okay, said so that would be talking about facts in terms of what's a mental illness and things like that um i it, always try and, and what
2: your opinion on the differences um
0: <laughs> no um,
2: okay sorry sorry No. Go no.
0: i always try and be um like factually i mean correct if i'm going to t- too sometimes too much but i should just kind of say whatever um, I think
2: that's that's good. You bring that's good to bring that to the conversation. Yeah,
0: um, but I know, like, obviously, because I would just
2: Google it anyway.
0: No, I know there's there's I'm pretty there is there is a difference. I'm pretty sure between um, a disorder and an illness. Um, and I've I've got both. I've, I've I'd like Clementine I'd...
1: has something googled. Well, mental health refers to anyone's state of mental emotional well being. Mental illnesses are diagnosed conditions that affect thoughts and behaviors. Okay
2: absolutely yeah and um, I I agree with like what you're doing and like what you're talking about are like the steps to deal with like mental illnesses and it's like a lot more than like you're saying doing yoga or people yeah. will say go uh, get out more you know and it's like what it's, no
0: it's management um, with like mental illness it's like I think some well, sometimes the biggest step is just realizing like it's not something that's just like you know just goes away it's just something that you need to learn to like manage like in the best of like your ability but um, that's what I try and Get out there um, to people, but it's like you know. I'll get people like that, like, you know. Try and I oh, had oh, loads of people being like, uh, "Oh no no no! Psychosis is a it's a spiritual awakening." Um, you know, your, your third eye is open. You can see.
2: No, can because see I've this. had that spiritual awakening and I can tell you right now, I did not think like yeah. I was a wizard. I did not think I could fly. I, there yeah. was nothing like that. The spiritual awakening is a, what it is, is it's an earth shattering of, or a, it shatters your reality. Mm. All That's what it is. And that it gives you a feeling of fucking euphoria and freak out panic and all of these different things that if you, You've never experienced anything like that before, so maybe people could associate that as a psychotic episode because you kind of you start to question everything. Like, is this water bottle real? Like, oh my god, like is everything fake? But that's just that's not a psychotic episode. No, Mm. no, completely different. That's like a your your reality reality check.
0: I think people as well um, need to remember when you're talking to people. When it comes to like mental illness and things like that, like just how triggering just little things that you can say can be, like saying to someone <laughs> saying to someone mental illness, Oh no, you're not mentally ill, you know, you you just sort of Your clip. third eyes open. Yeah, <laughs> you can see clearly now, like, oh, wow, <laughs> like if, if you like if I was, you know, like not as better, I guess, essentially as I am now, you know, you'd be like, Oh really? Like, oh yeah, like Perfect. You drive someone into another psychotic episode. It's just like people. People are quite. um, Maybe it's down to like people aren't educated well enough around it. But there's definitely like just people. I don't think understand the consequences of some of the things that they say.
2: Yeah, it's really what it comes down to is the audacity some people have to talk about things that they don't know anything about. Yeah, it's it really pisses me off because it's so damaging.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah,
2: and they just don't even realize it. So. Niall, hmm. we've spent the last few days together. I have hmm. a bit of information I've been withholding from you. Okay. I'm pregnant. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm um, that,
0: that is not funny. <laughs> uh,
2: um, what is your favorite color? Purple. I learned some cool stuff about purple.
0: What, what have you learned?
2: Yeah, purple was a rare color back in the day because it, they didn't have it in nature really. They didn't have the pigment to make purple things. And then they discovered they could get the pigment from these snails. And the pigment was like reddish purple, but it took a lot of these snails to get the pigment. And so it was like uh, elite. It was like considered royal or expensive, you know, rare. Mm. What do you call that? I don't know. Um, Hard to get. Yeah, sure. High fashion. There you go. And then royalty picked it up. So in England, they were wearing purple. (laughs) Basically, it was, it was just a rare color because they couldn't make the pigment easily. So people were really defensive over purple, though, too, because it was considered an elite color. People were getting killed over it because they were wearing purple when they shouldn't have been. I mean, seems so, dramatic.
0: So there's death associated with my favorite color. <laughs>
2: wow. Um, <Yeah. laughs>
0: Learn something new every day.
2: You know, I'm, I'm glad that you... But here's the thing, though. That shows that you're not very egotistical. Yeah, because you saw like, you know, you saw that as a bad thing, not as like, a, oh, yeah, purple's the best. People are dying over oh, it. Oh, no, 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 no. You
1: know, that was that was good.
0: Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. That...
1: Faith, faith in men.
0: Faith in men, jeez.
1: G- Niall, the internet has your birthday wrong.
0: I know. You're going
1: to want to reach out to the internet. What oh. the fuck does it say your birthday is? It says July 13th. Why?
0: I don't know where uh. anyone got it from. They just made up.
1: Are you serious? It says 1995, July 13th.
0: They He's got it wrong, yeah.
1: When is your birthday? 14th September. What year?
0: 94.
1: Wow, they even got the year wrong. Mm. Jesus Christ. That's really bizarre. Dear internet, please fix. I don't yeah,
0: Seriously. I'm,
2: I'm cool with it. It's fine. A call to action. <laughs> Niall, thank you so much for coming and doing this. Thank you for flying all the way here to be on my podcast. Yep. No, but seriously, thank you. I mean, you spent this whole time talking about this stuff. I know it can be triggering. So uh, I really appreciate you. And- um, tell me whatever you want to do to, un, you know, relieve your stress for the rest of the day. And we can do that. <laughs> I feel terrible. Um, but no, because it, it's really what you're doing is very selfless to be putting all this information out there whenever it is hard for like you to do. I know like it's uh, consuming.
0: Oh yeah, 100%. I think, um, no, I appreciate that. Uh, just quickly going back. Um, I f- for me, it's hard because I, I feel like I've, I've never had a choice in it. It's not it's not something I've really kind of actively set out to do but you know i'm glad hopefully people can get something out of it
2: it's kind of like um your autism diagnosis but where can people find you what are your plugs what do you oh, want to tell um, people
0: well follow me on a uh, tiktok instagram it's the, it's the same it's just niall aslam you know my name
2: n-i-a-l-l-a-s-l-a-m-m wow jesus i got it good stuff um Yeah, follow him.
0: Mental health content, you know, enjoy it. Yeah, Yeah,
2: and he's hot. (laughs) Thanks, Demi. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this week's Demi Goddess. You better give us a five-star rating and review if you know what's good for you. Just kidding. But please, be sure to tell your friends. Demi Goddess is available on all podcast platforms, or you can watch this full episode on our Eve YouTube channel. Seriously, it's so fun to watch. (laughs) I'm so vain. You can follow me at demi underscore not underscore lovato on instagram and at d-e-m-l-i-a on tiktok so rate review and subscribe bye
1: demi goddess is part of the eve podcast network and a forever dog production executive producer tracy soren producer and editor clementine yost development executive mariah nicholas engineer Margo padilla theme song by gabe lopez cover photo by stephanie sayes prefer dog productions is joe cilio alex ramsey and brett boehm